welcome to another episode of Around the Gavel. I'm your host, Sarah Morris, and today we're doing part two of our litigation series, What is Discovery? And I just wanted to also say in the beginning that, uh, and I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but this is during the coronavirus pandemic, and we're very grateful to be able to continue to serve clients Uh, mostly remotely. However, my partner and I are both in the office right now since it's safe because we have all our employees working from home. So if you need anything, uh, have any legal questions, please give us a call or you can uh, hop on our website and schedule a phone consult from there. Okay, so when we jump into the question, what is the discovery process? Um, We're talking about, the reason I mention this is because it is part of the litigation process. It's what happens after you file your complaint, you serve it on the other side, the other side answers, and then you've got a 16, what's called a 16.1 conference, and then you, you go move into discovery. So discovery takes, on average, in a district court case that's outside of arbitration, we're talking about most of the time six months to a year of discovery. So what does this mean? This literally means it's the time when you have an opportunity to get information and documents from the other side to help build your case or figure out where the holes in your case are. So things like written questions, which are called interrogatories. You can submit them to the other side and have them answer them. You can also submit requests for what's called production of documents, meaning you can ask the other side to produce certain documents. You can also submit what's called requests for admissions, um, and that is asking the other side to admit to certain things. Um, All of this is done in an effort to get ready for trial, to prepare your case for trial, to figure out what the other side has and what their theory of the case is, what their defenses are, whether you're, you know, where your holes are so that you can start figuring out strategically how to make it work for you and to win the case. Uh, Other things that happen within the discovery process are depositions. Depositions are a chance for each party to depose the parties themselves and also any witnesses or relevant uh, people. So these are essentially a very, they can be a big stressor for the parties themselves because what happens is if you're the plaintiff, the defendant's attorney has an opportunity to depose you, meaning that they're going to bring in a court reporter to record everything you say, and they get to ask you questions. Of course, there's limits on the types of questions they can ask you, but any question essentially that's relevant to the case, they can ask you. Your attorney will be there and be able to object if there's any improper questioning, uh, but it's sometimes very daunting for parties to go through this because especially in a personal injury case where they don't want to relive the accident. They're going to have to go back and relive the accident. Um, And they also, a lot of people don't like it when things are being recorded 
and you've got a court reporter there recording. So this is an opportunity for every, each side to get gather information. That's what discovery means. You're gathering, you're discovering things about the other side, gathering information to prepare for trial. The other thing that happens within inside the discovery process is people hire experts, right? So um, personal injury case, you're going to hire possibly if you're the defendant or even the plaintiff, you may hire an accident reconstructionist so they can reconstruct the scene of the accident and opine on whose fault it was. For example, that's a type of expert. In personal injury, there's also medical experts. So especially from the defense side, they're going to probably hire a medical expert to review all of the plaintiff's medical records and opine on the cause of her, his or her injuries and whether they were caused by the accident and how bad they are and whether there's supposed to, should be any future, future treatment, etc. So um, experts can be very expensive, as you probably know, just by the name expert, you know, they're definitely charging by the hour, they're charging a lot of money. Um, and this is where uh, litigation in general you know, you hear this, or at least you should have an idea that litigation can be very expensive, time-consuming, and costly. Well, that's because think of all these things you, you have to do to, to build your case. You've got to do written discovery. You've got to do depositions. You may have to hire experts. When you hire experts or the other side hires experts, keep in mind that everybody's going to be deposed. So that's additional depositions, additional attorney time to plan and prepare and attend to those depositions, plus paying the expert. So this is why litigation can be very, very costly, and it can take a long time. Once the discovery process is complete, then we move on to what are called dispositive motions, which I will talk about in part three of this four-part series. So I will talk about that next time I'm on here. Until then, please stay safe and healthy, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>